It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I am Vanessa Grace, your host. Welcome to this week's installment of our show. If this is your first time listening to the Soul Amplified podcast, welcome. It's amazing. You're going to love it, especially if you like talking about inner growth, how to heal childhood wounds, understanding codependency, what in the world is energy, how to talk to your spirit guides, how to level up, all those kinds of things. It's a mishmash of psychology stuff and spirituality to help you grow as a person and specifically to help codependent women put the codependency behind them. I am a therapist I am a life coach. I have a background in social work, and that is how I started out in this world um, professionally and learned a lot by being a social worker in all sorts of different situations with families and youth and children. And that's just a little bit about me if this is your first time here. Welcome. So what do we have going on? I just started my flagship program for this iteration of it, the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap. We have just wrapped up our very first month in that program, and it is going awesome. I'm so excited for the people that are in the program, and we are right now focusing on how to identify when we are people-pleasing and kind of breaking it down into the really, really like nuanced parts, like why was I doing it? What was I going to get out of it? And really helping them being able to notice in the moment when it's happening so that we can, of course, help change that because that's the point. So that's going awesome. I have also started something called Transforming Your Codependency Text Messages. And if you want to have messages from me, about healing your codependency, what it is, and other inspirational messages like, yes, you can do this, you can set the boundary today, stuff like that. If that sounds amazing to you and you want to get that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from moi, then you can sign up. You would text the word peace to this following phone number, which is 877-338- 0875. There is also a link that you can go to in the show notes, and then you can just do that on your phone or your laptop or whatever techno gizmo you're using. So let's get into it. Last week, the week before, I was just thinking about boundaries as a codependency specialist, you know, is gonna do. And I was thinking about how much A person's inner worth guides their ability to set the boundaries. I really feel like the more you develop your inner worth, the more you recognize that you're allowed to have exactly what you need. 
and not only exactly what you need, but exactly what you want. And you start to see that it doesn't really make sense that you've been giving up so much of yourself. And why can't you have some of yourself for yourself? And as your self-worth increases and your knowledge and understanding of codependency increase, you start to see um, the major life choices and the nuances that have happened in your life. And you're like, wait, why did I ever do that? I was giving so much of myself away when I really didn't need to be doing that. Um, and so when your love for yourself increases, you simply want to give good things to yourself. And then you start to realize, oh, to have that good thing, I'm going to have to retrain all the people in my life that I am not endlessly available for them. So I guess I'm going to have to say no to my spouse about this or ask them to start doing that. Maybe I'll have to adjust how I respond at work when they're looking for volunteers for new projects or change my reputation at work so that people no longer think I'm always available for them. And I actually say, oh, I actually can't um, engage in that right now because I've got this other project that I've got going on. Now, I realize that when you have a job and you have a boss and you're part of a team, there are things that are just assigned to you and you just have to deal with them. But there is a time and a place for saying, hey, I don't know if you're aware how swamped I am right now, supervisor, boss, whoever gave me this new assignment. I actually really want to do this other thing that you've already assigned to me, and it's taking more time than I thought. So can you prioritize for me which thing you want me to work on first? so that I can do it in the order that you would like. Of course, I'm working diligently, but I can't work on both of these things at the same time. And that's actually okay to say, because your boss might not realize how much work is involved, because sometimes um, they're just distant enough from something that they don't realize. Now, if you are the boss, maybe you aren't giving enough work to your employees and you're trying to do everything yourself. And so if you're realizing that you're amazing and you're like, wow, I'm starting to realize how freaking awesome I am. You might realize you don't want to be doing everything that you're doing and you may need to begin delegating it. And all of these things come about as you continue to discover how fucking awesome you are at an innate level without having to earn it. Just by being a soul, you are amazing. And so if you have been struggling with boundaries, um, even you know, maybe you know the formula and you've tried them or the, your, the pit, you know, that opens up in the bottom of your stomach when you try and set a boundary or actually do it, or the guilt that can come afterwards is so intense for you. Maybe it's time to like walk, walk it back and go back to rebuilding your inner worth, which may mean going back and doing some healing of some childhood wounds. And that doesn't mean that you have to have conversations with the people that were abusive to you or mean to you um, in any way. You can do your own work with a professional, a therapist, a life coach. You can do your own work um, 
with programs, with journaling, with, by reading books. There's a lot you can do on your own. Of course, having support is going to accelerate that so much. But sometimes you have to go do the deep trauma healing and the understanding of how humans develop and how you developed and the tricks that we play on ourselves in our mind and work on that to get your mind straight to recognize that you do have worth even if you're not doing X, Y, and Z and that it's not based on external circumstances. Now, if you've done some shitty things in your life, maybe you need to make amends or maybe you need to understand that you made those choices because of circumstances and that you can reflect what I make that choice right now. And hopefully, if it was shitty, the answer will be no. But if the answer is still yes, then I think there's more work that needs to be done so that you can find a new answer to not make choices that are harmful to you or other people. So if you're not ready for the boundaries, it's time to work on your inner self. And one of the simplest things that people always say is, well, just ask what you like about yourself. And then when you ask somebody that, they're like, well, I don't like anything. And so honestly, women tend to examine their body and they're like, well, I don't like anything about my body. So my response to that tends to be, well, let's not look at the external parts of your body. Let's look at the internal parts of your body. Ha ha ha. I know you can't look inside your body unless you're a surgeon or you have a special scanner, but let's not, let's not get into medical stuff. <laughs> I'm like checking myself. Okay. So let's look at the systems in your body. You have a nervous system, you have a circulatory system, you have a digestive system, you have a reproductive system. Yeah, I mean, there's even more systems than this. I am not a medical person. I do not know all of them. But do you appreciate the systems in your body that run? And maybe that's a thing that you can admit, oh, I do like that about my body because I like the way my body works. Maybe you like the way the wind feels on your skin when you're in a pair of shorts. Maybe you like the way that you get your hair done and you think that the way it's styled is nice. Now, I know I'm picking really, really basic things, but I've worked with many, many women who struggle and teenagers who struggle to find something that they like about themselves. But when I say, what do you like about you? It doesn't have to just be something physical. It could be a personality trait. It could be the sound of your voice. It could be your ability to write well. It could be a skill that you have. Um, if you start writing down the skills that you have and get more and more and more detailed, you would discover how many skills you actually have. Um, there are things that you can do that I do not know how to do. If you are a gardener, anything that you do in the garden would go on your list of skills. And I'm, you might think that that is simple because, well, everyone can garden. You know what? Everyone could garden, but not everyone likes to. And currently in my life, I'm not much of a gardener. So you would therefore have a skill that I currently 
don't care about for myself. And so it would be on your skills list, but not on mine. And so that counts. Sometimes when a person is in a negative frame of mind, they have a skill, but then they discount it because they don't see the value in it. But if you were to compare that skill to other people, not everybody has that skill. Not everybody has that quality. And it's okay to accept that you do have it. I think there is so much resistance to accepting that there could be something good about you. Because if there was something good about you, what would that mean about why you were treated the way you were treated? What would that mean about how you treat yourself? Maybe you would have to admit that you're unkind to yourself and that would be too painful. And so it's easier to believe that there's something wrong with me And so that justifies how I treat myself. Or maybe if someone in your past was mean to you, and especially if it was a caregiver or a parent, someone who's supposed to protect you, but they didn't, it is incredibly painful. And I acknowledge that pain within you. And honey, I'm sorry that happened to you. But what children do is they blame themselves for what happened rather than placing the blame on the authority figure, the parent, their caregiver. And this is a subconscious thing that happens. I know I've mentioned it on the podcast several times before, but I think the concept is so important that people recognize it in society and that they recognize it in themselves. Because once you recognize that you have played this little childhood trick on yourself to survive... Um, the world can really open up in a new way. And so if you were in a situation where you were mistreated or outright abused as a child, and you chose to believe unconsciously in your mind that it must have been your fault, there must have been something wrong with you, I'm here to tell you that is not the case. It is never okay for an adult to mistreat or or abuse a child. There was something wrong with their thinking. There was something wrong with their nervous system. It was leftover trauma from their life that caused them to think that they could treat you that way in that moment or over time. And it was not you. But as a child, you convince yourself that it's you because if it is the authority figure or the parent, especially if it's the parent, then um, that feels unsafe to the child because the parent has to continue to be seen as um, kind of like altruistic and you have to be able to trust them. So if there's a problem with them and they can't be trusted, then that is very, very damaging for the child's psyche, which those of you who don't trust your parents totally understand that. And so really inner worth is partially getting to believe that You were always worthy, and anybody who didn't treat you as worthy was going through their own shit, and it spilled over onto how they saw the world and how they treated you. Now, granted, sometimes you make mistakes, and you have really messed up, and you have to own your part in that, but when you are a kid, that is not what is happening. You are reacting to the reality of your environment, and there are so many times 
where someone as a child will get labeled with a diagnosis when it's actually something isn't right at home. And maybe it's not even to the level of physical abuse, um, which is often seen as like the benchmark for when there's officially a problem. There can be much more subtle things happening in a child's home that cause them to feel chaos. I mean, if there's a parent who is, you know, incarcerated, if there is a divorce, and I know there's so much divorce that happens, um, children who don't know one of their parents at all, all of these things are troubling to the child, even if the environment is incredibly safe. This is what I'm talking about, because you don't know who half of you is, and it can feel confusing. Now, not every kid has a reaction, um, to not knowing the other parent. But there's, there's so, I'm giving all these examples, but the point is, is that you can feel safe at home. Um, like no one's going to physically hurt you, but still be having things happening that are disruptive to your nervous system. And then that can come out as behaviors that are diagnosable. And then it seems like the child is the one with the problem. But really, the child is the canary in the coal mine. The child is the first one who's going to be able to showcase that there's symptoms happening in the family, that something's off. So I, I want you to really take that in. If you were having struggles as a kid, was that because there was actually struggles in the family that you consciously maybe didn't know how to articulate but maybe now as an adult, you can go, oh, yeah, there was some things that weren't okay. And I'm not saying that your family is awful or wrong. I'm saying it's okay to see them honestly and note if there were struggles happening that caused you to have um, these oddity behaviors or, you know, just coping skills that people were labeling. And I'm saying all of this so that you can recognize that you, despite everything that I am saying, you are beautiful, you are wonderful, you are worthy. And when you have been telling yourself for so long that you are not, it can almost feel like a burning sensation in your heart to allow it to come in to your heart, that you are worthy. And so if you are feeling some tension in your heart right now, don't push it away. Allow it to come in because it is love seeping into your heart in a new way. And it might fray the edges a little bit because you're expanding your heart's capacity to accept love and to accept unconditional worthiness of self. And so allow that to flood into you. Just take some deep breaths right now um, with whatever you're doing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then good for you, because I'm hopeful and happy that people already have hearts full of love. But I'm directly speaking to the people who struggle to absorb the love that is available to them in the world. You have to decide that it's allowed to come in and open that heart up a little bit. And if your heart's already open, open it up a little bit more because there is so much universal love available to you that you cannot even imagine. 
And I know what that burning sensation in the heart thing sounds like because I've done work on myself to advance, um, you know, the capacity of my heart's openness. I mean, it wasn't closed off before, but it's definitely been stretched. And so I know what it feels like to allow it in, maybe in new areas and new places um, that were that were boarded up before. That, you know, I wasn't allowing love to go in there. Like, maybe, you know, the main rooms were open in my heart, but there was some antechambers or a locked library somewhere that I wasn't letting the love in. But then when it starts to go in there, you're like, oh my gosh, that I feel it. And you can feel it in yourself and in your soul. And when you allow that love into your heart, you begin to realize that you do have the right to be safe. You have the right to be happy. You have the right to not be unnecessarily uncomfortable um, or in situations that don't resonate with you. You have the right to listen to your intuition, even if it's disruptive for somebody else. I read a post today about you, if you don't want to be somewhere, you can just leave. And if you're in the middle of a doctor's appointment and you don't like it, you can just leave. You can leave a conversation. You can leave a relationship. You don't have to wait for a moment when it's socially appropriate to exit. You can leave early if it's not for you. You don't have to deny yourself. And I had never thought about it exactly like that. And I really, really liked it. And it definitely struck a chord with me because I have certainly been in situations where I was like, I just want to get the F out of here. And how do I do that without making a scene? Thinking that leaving would be a scene, but it doesn't have to be. You can just be like, I don't want to be here. I'll see you later. Or, you know, whatever the situation is, maybe you have to say something. Maybe you don't. But I really enjoyed the freedom of that, and I just wanted to share it with you. And sadly, I don't remember who posted it, um, so I can't tell you that right now. But <sighs> sometimes I wish that I would write these things down thinking that I was going to say them, and then I could tell you. But oftentimes I'll say things and I'll be like, I didn't even know I was going to say that, so I can't tell you the reference. Oh, I can look it up and put it in the show notes. Now I'm catching up to myself. So anyway, back on track. I just, when you let the love in and when you start standing up for yourself more because you love yourself so much, that standing up for yourself is those boundaries coming in as a form of love to protect you. And then when you are giving to others you are giving what you don't need for yourself. And so it is more selfless love. And I really feel like we need more selfless love in the world. My dear, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.